Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening with the 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, the new undisputed king of podcasting and extreme champion, <laughs> Vic. Before I introduce our guest today, I'm going to ask Mad Mex a quick question. Long she's legal age, yeah. If, if a, around a 300-pound psychotic clown who's an RCW world champion says, you're the king of New England and extreme champion, say it, say it out loud. You say it out loud and you just do that stuff. <laughs> Would you agree? Definitely. It's like, definitely. Uh, but anyways, today we have Mr. and Mrs. Mexon, the show. How you doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Doing good. You? Uh, pretty good. Have you asked yourself what I did I get myself into yet? All the time. Okay. <laughs> when we first met, I told her, I said, I'll tell you right now, I'm a professional midget wrestler. She says, okay. I said, I'll be honest with you. My lifestyle is not a normal lifestyle. I said, the best way for me to describe it, it's on the borderline of psychotic and exotic. And she, she found out the hard way. What was the first sign that you that you're like, oh fuck, I would like myself into. Would it be the condoms? Um probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get the condoms. Yeah, I'm gonna get to this whole condom story in a second. <laughs> we did a, a show in uh at LSU. Trojan Condom sponsored us. And the owner of condoms, uh, Trojan Condoms, came in. He's shaking our hand there. And he goes, well, how many other are you? There's five of us. It's like, all right. He looked at his apprentice and told him, he goes, get me five. He said, yes, sir. Took off. Uh, I mean, just boom, right out the door. I'm like, God damn, man, what the hell is he doing? He come back. This guy had his arms full. He had five one-gallon Ziploc bags full of condoms. Passed them out to all of us. I get mine. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I'm Catholic. I'm Mexican. We don't believe in birth control. I don't need them. You know, I'm, I got my girl. I don't need her. So I just gave them to one of the other guys that would pretty much fuck anything that didn't have a sack on it. And um, got done with the show. I zipped up my bag and everything, packed it up and everything. And I fly back home. And my wife, she's like, baby, you look wore out. I said, I'm tuckered out, baby. She goes, well, I know how you want your bag. You want it, your gear washed as soon as you get back. I'll wash it, pack it up, and I'll set it by the door just in case you get another call. Said, all right. She goes, you know, you look tired. Just go ahead and rest on the couch. So 
I'm not even five minutes. I'm already out. I'm snoring away. And uh, this one does not cuss. She don't drink. She don't smoke. She don't do any drugs. Nothing. Were you on the show? Don't even cuss. <laughs> so only when I'm mad. Yeah, when she when she cusses or cries, pray to God you're out of her reach. But she, like I said, she don't cuss. And next thing I know, I'm laying there, and all I hear is, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm laying there and I open up my eyes, I'm like, "What?" She's standing there, got the Ziploc bag of condoms. <laughs> I'm like, those ain't mine. <laughs> I got to say this one quick thing. When you, when you tell, tell the story this time around, when you stomp your feet, the camera shook a bit. So it was kind of like a, oh, yeah, here it go. did. It's like, it here did. Go. It's like that Jurassic Park scene where you see the yeah. water. Uh, T Rex coming through the, the house, man. And, uh, I told her, I said, those aren't mine. And she's, they're in your effing bag. I'm like, let me explain. They were mine. I thought you said they weren't. I said, I said they were. I said, I gave mine to such and such. I don't know what, how they got my bag. Well, he calls me. Hey, you fucking Indian giver. I was like, what the fuck you talk about, Indian giver? Because you got the, you took your, bag of condoms back like no i didn't i said dude you threw me in my bag obviously and no i threw it in my bag i know and i, I go well, where you know i said my bag was right beside me you know in my chair where i was sitting he goes well i was sitting right on the other side of you i'm like no i said i bet you threw it in your bag and thought it was you know, thought it was your bag and, and you threw it in and it was my bag he goes no man, I my black my bag. I got mine, such and such. I said, well, I got mine at Walmart too. So he took a picture of his bag. Yeah, we bought the same damn gear bag at Walmart. So I'm like, oh man. So this one, she she could have castrated me if she wanted to. Did you I mean, know at the time the odds were extremely against your favorite. Did you realize that it was like you, it'll be you versus a great colleague. Those are the odds you're talking about here. Mm -hmm. In um, a quit match. I, I tell you. Okay, I'm 4'9". She's shorter than I am. I did a show in Madisonville, right? Madisonville, Kentucky at the Armory for a group called uh, Kentucky Wrestling at association and um we did the show there and she bought me some beads to roll around my neck like a collar because i come out as like the mad chihuahua they say i bark i don't realize it but they say i bark and um this one girl she was what six three six four about 200 pounds She's looking at my necklace. She goes, oh, where'd you get that? And I'm like, oh, I said, Nina got it for me. You know, my wife got it for me at this shop. You know, I said, I liked it. And she got it for me. She goes, oh, wow. 
That's cool. Now, something told me, look up at the stairs. Look up at the stairs right now. So I, I just turned my head and I look and Nina's standing right up on the stairs. She's like. So, like I said, this one don't cuss. So I go up there, trot up there. I'm like, hey, baby. She goes, you better tell that fucking bitch to keep her fucking hands off my property. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I was like, where the hell did this come from? She goes, you better tell that bitch and leave you the fuck alone. She don't want me on her. I'll fuck her up. She goes, I'll, I'll cut a bitch. You know, I'm like, damn. And like I said, you know, I had to hold this one that is four foot seven and a half. I had to hold her back because she was trying to get a hold of that girl. That girl took off. Uh, like so were you, Goliath, man. So were you part of the business before you met next or did you get in the business after? I wasn't in it. I watched it. I grew up watching it with my grandfather on my dad's side. So I was a wrestling fan. So I thought it was pretty cool when we met and he told me he was a wrestler. I did not know this, but her uncle, he mm -hmm. was called Fuzzy the Great. He was a tag team partner of the, the Native American back then, years ago, back in the six, late 60s, early 70s. Danny Little Bear. And they were a tag team. And I did not, I didn't know her. I don't, I don't, were you even born then when he was wrestling? No. <laughs> and uh that's how that's how di difference there is. She wasn't even born then. Which, 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 which and uh, <laughs> uh she told me, you know, she goes, Oh, I, you know, my dad. My dad's my dad's brother, my uncle. He wrestled. His was his name was Fuzzy the Great. And I'm like, really? And uh, I talked to you know I talked to her about him and everything. I said, and he passed away before I could meet him. I saw. And I told him, I said, God, I could. I wish to God I could have met your uncle. She goes, No, no. I'm like, Why? She goes, Because I would never get you the hell away from him. <laughs> because you know he he it, it was in his blood just like me you know i live it i breathe it i smell it i eat it the only thing i haven't done with it is made love to it and you know do everything else with it you know i live and breathe it this is what i did for over 30 years. Now I'm retired from the ring, but I do manage. So I'm still in the business. I'm trying to go 20 more years. That'll be 50 years in the business. And then if I can go and do that, I think I will officially be done. That's if the, the Lord above permits you know, allows me to keep on continuing the way I do. I have to ask Mrs. Mex. Okay. Next, 
told us a story about the time that he was done the ring and he got the call to come back and you said no then you talked to the guy mm-hmm. and he gave you oh, Chris. that was uh matter of fact yeah. that was in the 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 they're based out of central city kentucky it's uh world wrestling alliance and i i'm not gonna lie these guys were in the backyard they were doing shows in their in literally in their backyard and they had one show that they called uh the independence day which was like their wrestlemania and she helped organize, you know, get cars, all this and that out of their way and all, you know, direct traffic and all. And she said she lost count after what, 250? Mm-hmm. 250 people. After 250 people. People were telling me after the show that they parked like five blocks down the road to be at that show. And, you know, my son was on that show, Xavier Barbosa, and uh, he's really quiet, really shy, really quiet. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if it was the pep talk that I gave them all. And I mean, that guy, you thought he was on crack and speed, the way he was acting and moving. And <laughs> He, he was a natural in the ring and it really pissed me off because some of the shit that I tried to do in the ring, like a 450 splash, I couldn't do it. I tried and tried and tried and couldn't do it. She's got video of him that he did that people were showing him and they sent it to Nina and Nina turned around and I got home from work, my shoot job. She goes, babe, I got to show you something like what show you some of the stuff that Xavier does like what running the ropes, you know, not being a smart ass, but you know, and uh, she showed me the video and I just looked at her and I'm like, son of a bitch. What? I said, I have been trying to do that for three years now. And I still end up, you know, on on the back of my head or on the back top of my shoulders. I always get a concussion or something from it. And I said, how long he's been doing it? She goes, that was the first time he tried ever doing it. So I was pissed. I was like, God damn. You know, and I started, you know, I trained this kid when he was six years old. I've had to replace, I don't know how many couches. Because he would get on the arm of the couch and I would put this broomstick behind him. I tell him, you do the backflip, don't touch it. Do not touch it. Because if you touch it, I'm going to knock the shit out of you with the, the broom. And I'm going to hit you with the broomstick hard across the back. Jesus. <laughs> and oh, like I said, I was I was brought in old school. And and he did it. He was six years old, and I've had to replace what four? Mm-hmm. four? It's not five four to five couches because he he kept on doing it over and over and then finally it it broke in the middle so i was like damn i gotta do something tired of buying all these couches you know and uh god you know i got 
you know, we're in the car one night talking and uh, he he kind of kind of got a, not a smart ass attitude, but kind of a, well, you know, I can do this and, you know, I haven't ever seen you do it. I'm like, because I said, you're better than I am. And he goes, what? Like, yeah, you heard me. You're better than me, son. I said, I wish to God I had half the talent that you got. And he's, wow. And then he put it on Facebook. Well, Mad Mix said I'm better than he is. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just speaking the truth, you know. And the funny thing is, is it the moonsault or the springboard where both of you go at an angle? Oh, moonsault. Both of them. Or uh, lion salt. They both go the same way. They don't go straight over. We go, they go at, at an, an angle. angle. I don't know why I do it, but I try and I try to go straight over. And like I said, I just can't. That's gravity pulling you. And I mean, I mean, I ain't going to lie. This kid, you know, I met him when he was what, five? Let's see. Chucky was seven. He was about seven, six or seven. He's about that age. And I've been in their life since then. Not one day has gone by that I haven't been in their life ever since me and her met. And that was back in 03. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm they're my they're my boys. Right. I don't give a shit, you know, what anybody says, they're mine. I raised them. I put them through school. I I did things with them. You know, her her oldest boy, Charles, that boy is what, six foot three? Six, six two, six three. Six two, six three. And here she's four seven. I'm four nine. And we go to Walmart and he's with us. And they he runs into one of his friends. He's who are you here with? Oh, I'm here with mom and dad. Where are you at? Right over there. They look. Like, that. That's your mom and dad. They're like, he's like, yeah. I stand at what? Right below his mm -hmm. his pecs. And she's shorter than I am. So, you know, people freak out when they see us together and they see him. He could stand right behind us and he could he, he just stand there. We could stand up on our tiptoes and he'd still be uh, way above us. Yeah. yeah. He'll put his arms on our shoulders and all that. You know, and me and him were messing around one night. I went to go grab him, and he just goes, <laughs> palm my head, and I'm trying to reach for him. He just got, got this reach where I can't even reach it. You know, I'm trying to snag him up, and he's he's just laughing like, you're an asshole, son. You are an asshole. And he, you know, I love the kid to death. I think the world of him. Like I said, he's my son. I don't give a damn what anybody else says. 
He's my boy. They may not have one drop of my blood in them, but this one says all the time, they may not have your blood in them, but they sure in the hell act just like your ass. Yeah, it's, family's not all about blood anymore. Right. right. And I mean, you know, I, like I said, I, I taught him how to drive, got him his driver's license, you know, got him his truck, you know, and everything. I did everything I could for him. And, you know, like I told them, I said, look, I don't have to give you a damn penny. I choose to because I want to. You know, you're my boys. You know, I got a roof over your head. I put clothes on your back. I, got, I put food in your stomach. I said, Charles, I bought you, you know, your class rings. I bought your cap and gown. You know, and like I said, I... I I can't think I can't thank her enough for letting me into her life and letting me be the father to those boys. Yeah, I mean we have um, a friend who um, had a terrible accident when he was 17 years old, was submerged in ice cold water for 17 minutes. And he was like weakly dead and they brought him back to life. Wow. And he's um, suffered a little brain damage, but he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Right. He can still, I mean, still like all his functions, just a little slow. I mean, but so he comes over and I saw him how he worked with Michael. And we decided to have him uh, be the godfather of our, of our baby girl. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. And he's been... You know, helping. He wasn't a wrestling fan before. He got into it. He started watching. He's still very much of a virgin when it comes to wrestling. But he's like watching. He's trying. Mm-hmm. I went to. I took him to his first show last year, and we turned around. And last Tuesday, we had Schizo giving him the new name of Token Meatwad. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. Wow. It's, like, it's like a gag gift, you know? It's like, a, you know, that's like you're being a main man, but right. this is who we are. Exactly. And I, I mean, did, and I did not expect him to do that. I did not expect him to give him that name. <laughs> I think it would be a cooler name, you know? Like, and at first he's like token. And I was like, well, he doesn't smoke. So, all right, you know, we can work with it, though. You can say you smoke, but, you know, not in the mood right or whatever. And he goes, meet Wad. Meatwad. Hogan Meatwad. <laughs> That's like me and my granddaughters. I, I teach them in case like somebody comes behind them and grabs them. Oh, yeah. That, you, gotcha. you know, mm-hmm. self-defense and all. And I get the shit beat out of me, man. Both girls jump on me and I'm yelling at their mom. I'm yelling, get Jordan, get these damn kids off me. And she's just there, snap, snap, snap. Jesus. Taking pictures. I mean, my granddaughter is four years old and almost 50 pounds. That's my MMA fighter, Zamara. Her nickname is Zimmy. And my oldest granddaughter, which is five years old, is 
Emerald Josette. We call her Emma Jo. That girl, she'll get on behind me, Papa. You know what time it is? I'm like, what time is it? She goes, it's wrestling time. And she'll get behind me and boom, put the sleeper on me. And then she'll, you know, go back. And I I, I can't help but laugh, but shit, I start choking after a while because she she puts it in tight. You know, I'm here, I'm I'm tapping, and she's you know, still got it on. And then I, you know, I'll get behind my littlest one, Zimmy, and I'll grab her. What do you do? What do you do? She'll turn around, she'll boom, put her heel right into my toe. And I'm like, God, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because remember years ago when Rousey was dominant in the UFC? Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, my wife and I were dating and we were talking about Rousey and I was showing her how she does the arm bar. And she's like, why aren't you pulling back all the way? I said, I don't, don't want to hurt you. So, you know, she was like, let me try it. So, you know, I try it. She tries it. And I just feel my arm going back and back. So I start doing the deep defense, you know, the, yeah, she takes, she starts kicking in the stomach. Like, Tammy, let go. And finally, I let go. And I tapped down. I was like, I didn't put any pressure on you. Why do you have to put pressure on me? <laughs> I taught this woman one wrestling move. She did it. And I said, okay, uh, that's it. Lesson's over. She goes, what? What do you mean? I said, you're too rough. She picked me up and slammed my ass. And I mean, she didn't just, you know, slam me. She, boom, threw me down. And I almost shit on myself. That's how, that's how you know, it was, you know. And like I said, you know, I said, no, nah, I ain't teaching her no more. Because she'll fuck somebody up. They get too competitive. Definitely. They get too competitive. I mean, geez. Once again, I got back from a pretty severe sprained ankle from playing softball. So, like, weeks later, I started, you know, running around again, stuff like that. And my wife plays softball, too. So, we're playing, like, you know, roll, ball, and you try to tag the person. I'm out running her. So, she takes the ball, throws it, hits me in the back. I go down. She goes, UFC, I've seen this on UFC grabs my ankle, not thinking it was thinking it was the healthy no. one. It was the no. hurt one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was like Ken Shamrock, you know, putting the ankle lock on. I'm like, like. <laughs> but no, this one with the it was in the backyard at the time. It was a, uh, you know, the group that's here in Central. And uh it was my son and his uh his partner, which was uh, Joseph Miller at the time. And they were known as the Backstreet Noise. Mm -hmm. And they were, I mean, they were phenomenal. They were, you know, they, they did great as a tag team. And they went up against a team called Top Draw. And these were the two of the biggest heels ever made in their, in the company. And it was for the tag belts and the boys, my boys had them and uh, had the belts at the time. And it was on Independence Day and they just went out there and just stole the show. Well, there was a spot to where I've already wrestled for them three or four times. And every time I did, 
the the main heel was superstar Ray Waddell. And Ray would grab me and put me in the ropes right where she was at. And he goes, this your guy? This your guy? Throw his form and just, you know, hit me in the face and all. Throw me on the ground. He'll lean over. What do you think of that? Huh? What do you think of that, woman? And then he walk up. He goes, what? You want to give me a kiss? You want a kiss from the superstar? And he's like, you know, starts puckering up. And Nina's like, slaps the shit out of him. Well, this time at the, you know, the main show that we're doing that night, they got out of the ring and they came towards me. And I, you know, I started fighting back. Well, they both grabbed me and threw me into the pole, laid my ass out. Well, Ray turned around, grabs Nina by her hair and he takes her up into the ring. And he tells her, he goes, you know, you slapped me several times. I'm going to give you a slap that you'll never forget. And he's like, and he grabs her by the face and gets ready to kiss her. She slaps him again. And everybody's like, woo. And she stands there, you know, but, you know, so, you know, say with your chest. So she's out there like that. Ray's like, wrong thing to do. Boom, clotheslines her. She, boom, takes a bump. And I mean, you could hear the crowd. You could hear a mouse fart. That's how quiet it got. That I mean, it was just like they went, oh, and that was it. They just gasped. And you could hear a mouse fart. I'm not kidding you. It was so bad that they were trying to get me to come to so I can go help my wife. There, the crowds are trying to wake me up, make me come to and all. There was a guy, mm-hmm. Butch, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They believe it's so real here that Butch seen it happen and he reached down in his boot and pulled out a boot knife. Not about that damn long. And he went, he was gonna go in the ring and try to stab Ray. And that's the thing. That is Ray Waddell's goal is to be stabbed by a fan. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he says, if that ever happens, then I pulled off the biggest heel spot ever. He said he would be the ultimate heel then. He said he could, he could claim himself as the ultimate heel. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what wrestler would think? You know, oh, am I going to get stabbed tonight? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. You know, I mean, now if he was working New Jack, yeah, you're almost guaranteed you're going to get shanked. Yeah. You know, but he it had to be a a, a fan. It had to be a you know a wrestling fan that stabbed him. Well, the new Jack wouldn't shank you if you respected him. Yeah. But pissed him off just a little bit. Like yeah. uh, Gypsy Joe did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ray probably would have done it just to get yeah. his attention to get stabbed so he could be the ultimate heel. <laughs> that, that's the way this group is. I mean, there was a guy, there's a guy in the group named uh, Jordan Roadkill Whitaker. 
And uh, he was telling me, he goes, I, he goes, I was young and dumb at the time. I don't know what mm -hmm. the hell I was thinking. He said, I told Ray to get a pair of snips and cut off my earlobe. Oh, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I know. I was young and dumb at the time. I'm like, okay. And yet you come out spitting fire. And, you know, it, you could easily go up in flames, dude. And here you think it was a little strange, you know, cutting up, you know, wanting your earlobe cut off. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I wasn't thinking. I said, obviously. At least it wasn't his penis. I mean, like I said, we have shows here that used to start. The doors would open at five o'clock and the show would start at six. And they would show fans would show up with lawn chairs and sit in a line. And you're there was probably no less than 100 sitting there in line waiting for the at 1130 or at 10, 10 o'clock in the a.m. Huh. They can get good seats. They still do that today. And this group started in what? 2010 or 2011? I believe so. 2011, I believe. And I mean, the group, you know, I don't get me wrong, I love each and every one of those guys. But some of them, you know, I think it's because now that I've been in the business for so long, and I ain't gonna lie, I was dumb. I used to do the same shit. You know, I'd get up in the top rope and they push me off and I'd go through a table on the floor, you know, or in a bed of barbed wire. You know, I, hell, I got stabbed in the ass with a shot glass that got broke when I got suplexed on the table and I went to get up and I didn't think nothing of it, you know, and then the guy grabs me and pushes me against the ring the ring frame and I pink. Oh, I felt like a sting. And I'm what the hell? I felt something in my ass. So I reached in the back. This phone. I felt something other than my ass cheek. And I'm like, pulled it out. And it was a shot glass that was broke. That was in my ass. It was kind of shot. So I was like, oh shit. You know, and I just threw it off to the side and continued wrestling. And, uh, we got done doing the show and all my boss was like, Max, you all right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you okay? I said, uh, yeah, other than getting stabbed. He goes, what? I'm like, you did? He goes, what? What What? what the hell? And I told him, yeah, when he suplexed me on that, on that table, we broke those, their drinks and everything. We broke the glasses and all. Well, shot glass got sh shot in my ass. A broken shot glass got stabbed in my ass. He goes, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's all right. You know, at the office. Part, part of the business, you know, comes with the business, you know. And that's why I tell everybody, you know, like, I, dude, I, I broke ribs, dislocated shoulder, jammed my spine, jammed my neck, uh, bled from my ears, you know, and 
I don't know how many pieces of beer bottle glass my wife pulled out of my head. She, she, you know, she was my doctor pretty much. You know, I wasn't about to go get stitches or anything. I was like, okay, just get some crazy glue and clean it up first. And if that get crazy glue and just grab my skin, pull it over and then lay it on top. And I did. That's what I did. Uh, my wife cut her finger recently and she says she's a super good. And I was like, oh, don't be stupid. <laughs> super cool and it's like yeah oh i mean she must be a comic I mean, i'll tell you another guy one guy that i would have loved loved to work and that was madman pondo that guy everybody's scared of him you know fuck will kill you I mean, he's, he's done some crazy shit that, you know, people are like, there ain't no fucking way that motherfucker can be still alive after that. And he gets up and, you know, he has lost so much blood at one match that they had to rush him to the hospital and put another bag of blood in him because he lost so much blood. Jesus, that's a lot of blood. Yeah, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I almost had to do that one show that I, you know, had to wait for my plane to show up because it was coming in late. So I'm there, there sitting there like, you know, fuck it. And back then, you know, when I first started with the business, you know, with the group, Puppet, he asked me, he goes, you drink? And no, sir. He goes, you're going to learn today. And you know, I ain't gonna lie, I was pussy shit, you know, three beers and I was already gone. And then, you know, after years going by and everything, fuck, I wouldn't get in the ring unless I had six beers in me. And I go in there and, you know, wouldn't feel the pain. I'll get hit, busted open, blood flow, you know, crowd loved it. And it was, it was just the way, you know, it just showed Puppet that I was willing to die for this business. And I, I will, I'll say it till the day I, you know, it happens when I get my call. When I die, I hope I'm in the ring. And when I'm, when they come to pull me out, I'm going to have a smile on my face because that's where I wanted to die. Like the movie, The Wrestler. You know, and I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, you know, I, I got that video and every single time I watch it at the end, I'm in tears. And my wife comes in and says, you're watching The Wrestler again, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, that's my, that's my life. That is my life right there. Just in a full, full size person, you know. Have you seen that TV show on HBO, Six Feet Under? No, I haven't. Uh, it's about, you know, a tight family, you know, running a funeral business. At the end of the season, you can call this on YouTube and show it to me. I will fall each time because it gives you a fast forward of this one family member, the youngest, because she dies. And you see one by one, each family member dying mm. how sad it was of course you had the sad music and everything mm. and, and at her end of her life she had magical moments with her family she died with a smile on her face 
this one. It's just like every time you show it to me, even my dad, it's like we just ball each time. This one here, big fan of SOA. Mm. And I went to work. I come home and she's ballish. I'm like, babe, what the hell's wrong? What's going on? They killed Opie. <laughs> it was so sad. I'm like, it was. I was like, it was. Opie Taylor? What? You know, dude? no, no, no. They killed Opie. I'm like, who fucking killed Opie? Who, who the fuck is Opie? He goes, no, they killed Opie. I'm like, who in the hell's Opie? And she said, look, and she rewinds it. And I'm like, it's a damn TV show. I could have killed him. <laughs> oh, she's like, you, you just don't understand. It wasn't that he, it wasn't just that he died. It was like he had the eye contact with his friend. Right. And this and boom. It was just like the last moment before. Right. And what got me, you know, she got me hooked on it. I couldn't change the channel when it was on. No way. I couldn't even touch the remote. She would growl at me. <laughs> and I started getting into it. And then at the very end, when uh, Jack says, I got this. Mm. And then he got on his bike and took off. She was already in tears. I had the towel waiting. Yeah, she she <laughs> sat there with the towel. And I mean, she's like, <laughs> I'm like, He's still alive. Why are you crying? For now. <laughs> and then he's on his bike and the got the cops chasing him and everything. And then that 18 wheeler, he just mm-hmm. and I was like, pal's like, no. <laughs> and you know, some of the wrestlers, they're SOA fans as well. And Ray's one big one big wrestler. Like I said, he was like what six six three, about three ten or so at the time, and I, I was like, yeah, she cried at about Opie, dude. He goes, that was sad. I'm like, it was right, and I'm like, what? He goes, I ain't gonna lie, I cried too. I'm like, are you serious? You know. And what made it worse was his best friend since childhood right. had to watch. Yeah, watch. It was the eye contact at the end before. It wasn't just the death. It was the setup. Hey, Heather, did I cry when Opie died in Sons of Anarchy? Okay, she said sure. <laughs> it's possible. But yeah, this one, I mean, I thought something, you know, one of our family members passed on or something. That's how bad she was crying. And I come run, you know, I get in the house and I run over, I go, babe, what's going on? What's going on? And then she Opie died. I'm like, Opie Taylor? No, no. Like, talk to me, talk to me. And then she re- rewinded. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, but the the uh, execution of Opie's wife. Yeah. That was more of like a oh fuck moment, like oh shit. Right. I ain't gonna lie. When Gemma died, when Jax did it, 
when they were in the garden, he, she's like, go ahead, my baby boy. And boom, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And Nina's like, see, see, look, you're going to cry. No, I ain't going to cry. I was, I was like, he killed his own mom. She, he had to, babe. He had to. I'm like, it was his mom. This is a woman that gave birth to him. <laughs> like I say, it was just crazy shit, you know, that you don't think about it, but you really, you know, when you start crying over shit about TV, you know you're hooked. What they're me for a loop is when they killed Wayne off. Yeah. That, I did not see that coming at all. Did you watch the uh, spinoff? Mayans, I tried to get into it. I just can't. I got into it. This one already got me a hoodie, a vest. Before it even came out, before the show even came out, I've already had all that shit ready, boy. Yeah, we know I what you know what you wearing right now. I guess I was just looking for it to be, which not saying it's like not like sons, but I was kind of comparing it to them. Yeah, and I told her I said you can't because you've already There's seen no sons. I said you've already seen sons. Sons is its own, its own. This is this mm -hmm. is from the the Latino side, you know, of it, you know, their their group. So you can't compare them together. Aren't they gonna do another spinoff as well? Yeah, matter of fact, it starts. Uh, I want to think on the twenty fourth of this month, I believe, or May. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not really sure, but I'll, I I could check on it. It's a Sunday night, the 24th. I think, or something like that. It's on FX. They were yeah. they were already showing advertisement. I was like, oh, oh. you know, I was all happy, go lucky on that shit. You know, I'll definitely catch that. I'm almost caught up with Dark Side of the Ring. It, it's it's pretty messed up because she's wearing she wears her hoodie, Sons of Anarchy. And I wear my hoodie of the Mayans. So we'll go to like McDonald's and people are just like, oh, check them out, check them out, you know. But I mean, like I said, you know, it's, you know, it's hard to deal with the, you know, the storyline and all that. But you don't realize how hooked you are, how much. You're into it until you're you, till you start crying over an actor, you know. Also, on the wrestling side, Impact cashed in on that with the right. which I thought it could have done. It was cool, but I thought it could have been done better. Mm -hmm. And what's so so messed up about it is that Lion, I mean, SOA started off with the bird on the street eating, you know, getting some stuff. When they ended it, he hit the the 18, the rig head on. He saw and, the bird. And then you see that bird again. I'm like, oh, wow, genius. That was just so genius of him, you know? And I mean, this girl, she's got an autographed picture of Gemma. Uh, uh autograph Katie and Kurt, Katie and Emma, all them, 
you know, and Gemma's autograph might be worth a little something because she was also the mother of married children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's has an impressive resume going into it. Right. And I, I like freaked out on it, you know, because I'm like, that's Peggy. And Nina's like, no, it's Gemma. Like, <laughs> what? I'm like, that's Peggy. That's Peggy. No, it's Gemma. I said, no, that's Peg Bundy, babe. No, it's not. It's Gemma. That is Peg Bunny. Babe, it is not Peg Bunny. She is Gemma in Son of Anarchy. It's like, oh, okay. You know, I you know, I've started watching with her and I'm like, okay, now who's that guy? Well, that's that's Bob. What the hell happened to his eye? You know, why's he got that patch on? Oh, you got it, you, you know, they they Took his eye out in the, you know, in the, in the pen. I'm like, what? Yeah, and all this. I'm like, wow. And then juice, you know, mm -hmm. all them. No, I'm like, wow. She's she's calling them all by name, you know. <laughs> I'm like, really? She goes, what? I said, you know them by name. And I mean, I ain't gonna lie, you know. She's that way with them. them. I'm the same way with days of our lives. <laughs> yeah, but they have a chronic masturbator in their series. <laughs> like, for much, you know, that's funnier than watching something on like days of our lives. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was so funny because my my boss puppet at the time, you know, he he gets uh, you know he's like, uh, you know, uh, oh, I got to do this damn radio interview and all and all. So I'm sitting in the front room at his house and he goes on, he goes, hey, what are you all doing out there? And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, and he, you know, he's like, yeah, who wants to see a midget bleed tonight? And they're like, well, it was great talking to you, puppy. He goes, yeah, great back, man. Take it easy. All right. <laughs> you know, we're out there. He goes, all right. He goes, Max, you feel like going out and getting something to eat? Yeah, I mean, it was just like night and day. And I'm sitting there. I was like, yeah. And he goes, I said, well, hang on. I turned the TV. I goes, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching Days of Our Lives, dude. You're watching a soap opera? I'm like, yeah, but John Black. And, you know, I said, you know, started saying all these names. And he's like. You know him by name. He goes, what is wrong with you? You're a hardcore midget wrestler and you're watching a soap opera. Well, I said, well, nothing else better on, you know. We watch wrestling already, so right, right. there. We're going to say that. Puppet and I and everybody in the whole group and all traveled the world. This guy is on Sport, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. He's in the rankings. You know, he's got a big old article in the newspaper and all this and that. Travel the world and everything. He's wrestled with, you know, he's been on the card with Savage, Austin, you know, all, you know, all these wrestlers. Sting, Edge, all these guys. Wow. Oh. 
he does not watch wrestling. He never watched it. Well, so I don't watch or listen to my podcast after. You know, I'm like, wow. But, you know, he sees me and he's like, man, do you ever watch anything else? I said, no. I said, this is my life, bro. I said, this is what I do. I live and breathe it. This is my life. And I'm like I told her, you know, don't make me choose between you and wrestling because you won't like the results. And I mean, this one could have left me years ago. But wait a second, time out for a second. Time out for a second, though. <laughs> wrestling only has so much, you know, time left for you. She's going to be there for the rest of your life. Right. So right now, you got to start thinking to yourself, you know, you're older. You got to think which is more. That This is what yep. this one's put, pushing in my head. And mentally, I can go another 30, 30 years, if not 40 years. Physically, my body's telling me, no, Jack, you, Max, you died near 2000. You're dead. You know, and I ain't gonna lie, man. I've been trying to retire since the year 2000. And that's what I told him. I told her, I said, I'm going to retire in the year 2000. And here's 2022. And I'm still in the damn business. You know, and I turned around and told her, I said, if I could do another 20 years, she goes, seriously? I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm not in a ring. I'm just managing. She goes, I can deal with you managing, but don't get in the ring anymore. And I don't, you know. It, I ain't going to lie. I get the edge big time. Yeah, but Is it for the pay or just for, for the love of the sport? It's got to be the love of the sport. Have you thought about podcasting instead or doing like YouTube videos, going to different events? Because you can act the way you want to act. You don't have to be like, like I all mean, professional. Well, she used to work for the WWA. She would do concessions and all, and security even. And there was one time she told me there was a guy out there and he had a notepad and he would uh, see these guys come out and, he, and they're like, hey, there's a guy taking notes over there. And they're like, Maybe we should go to ask him what he need. What's he doing? And oh, I ain't gonna ask him, Nina. The littlest one in the group, Nina. I'll go ask him. So he's sitting there. Nina goes up behind him and goes, "Pow!" puts her hands on him. I mean, just right on his shoulders. He's Nina's like, "What do you think you're doing? Can I ask what you're doing here?" He goes, I'm just a fan. He goes, she goes, okay. What's the deal with the notepad? I mean, she's just giving him the third degree and all, and, you know. And I'm like, damn. That, that's why I told her, I said, don't put her as head of security because she'll she'll run some people off. <laughs> I always tell my kids, she was like, you don't, don't piss mommy off. Like, you, you don't do that to mommy. Don't do that to mommy. You're not gonna like it if you do that to mommy. And I mean, that's I like told you. I, I told you not to do that to mommy. That's like one time we were doing a show in the backyard, and uh, 
they brought out light tubes and they just started busting them over my boy's head. And they went to hit him and his arm got cut. And he grows and grabs his arm real quick and he jumps out of the ring and where he, Nina seen it, she's seen him grab his wrist. And he cuts this part right here, right he, below the thumb. Right, right in here. Well, see, he went like that to grab his wrist, you know, to stop the blood flow to it. Well, she thought he cut his wrist. She grabs me. Go check on him. And I'm like, whoa, you know. Well, that's when uh, Jeremy did the oh, uh, Canadian Destroyer. Yes. Uh, that was another time. That mm -hmm. That's when she was bawling her eyes out because our boy was in a tag match and he was wrestling this one guy, uh, Jeremy, the real deal gray. And his finisher was a Canadian destroyer, which is a flip. Yeah, power right. With the power driver combo. They were on the top rope. And Jeremy gets him. Does it off the top rope, a Canadian destroyer. And Xavier hit. And it he came off the ground from the canvas. I know for a good two to three feet in the air. And he just laid there. And everybody's like, oh. and I'm looking at him like, oh, shit, that, you know, I wonder if he had enough time to tuck his head and all. And the ref's over there talking to him and they'll go to grab him and the ref pushes him away and says, no, his neck, you know, motioning him about his neck. This one grabs me and throws me over the rail, crying, go check our baby, go check our baby. And, you know, we go, I go over there, you know, I, after I got thrown over the rail, I go over there to help, you know, get him in the back. And, he, you know, he's holding his neck, you know, and as soon as he goes back behind the curtain, he's like, thanks, guys. And I was like, oh, boy. I said, you go tell your mama right now. <laughs> go tell your mama right now He's that you're fine. The promoter's mother comes running to Nina. Nina, he's fine. Terry Lynn's like, Nina, he's fine, hon. He's fine. He's walking around. He's good. He's, he's all right. He's 100% okay. And Nina's got tears on her. He better be, you know, and I'm like, man, I turned around and told him, I said, boy, you better go tell your mama before she kicks your ass and Jeremy's for doing it. But like I said, man, those, those guys make it look so real. It's scary. That's a real professional. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like uh, the first show we did. Uh, it was uh, Chris Waddell and he worked. No, it wasn't the first match or first show, but it was one of the shows we did very at the very beginning of the, of the years. And uh, when they first started out and uh, Chris Waddell did a pile driver off the second rope. And boom, and dude bounced up, just laid there. And their work, they're like, oh my God. You know, even the guys in the back are like, I don't give a damn how much I get, how much I get paid. There is no way in hell I would ever let them do that to me. No way. 
Because I don't give a shit if it's, you know, four or five digits. It ain't going to happen. I will. Not, I refuse to do that. And, you know, they broke, they all broke kayfabe. Grabbed the, grabbed his cell phone and he's calling for an ambulance and all. And everybody's like, oh my God, he broke his neck and all. And out of the blue, this Jeremy Gray kicks, you know, kips up and super kicks Chris Waddell and covers in one, two, three and powders out. And everybody's like, oh my God, you know, he played possum, you know, he fooled everybody. I mean, it, you know, people down here, not saying they're, they're not idiots at all. I'll tell you that right now. But these people here love wrestling. I mean, I mean, we can go to Walmart or something like that, go to a store or something, and Nina gets mad. She's like, can we not go to any place that they don't know you? Oh, uh, that's like earlier today. I went to go to uh, see my uh, what? What is he? Did it, uh, Costa? Oh, uh. not an OBGYN, but uh, <laughs> uh gastro uh, gastroenterologist. Or yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Doctor, you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah doctor. <laughs> and uh, I went to go check, go get my checkup on with him. And she was walking ahead of me and I, you know, walking with my cane and all. And this guy passed me, goes, Hey, Mix, I don't know this guy. I'm like, hey, he goes, You still wrestling, bro? I said, nah, I said, I'm I'm done. I'm done. So after 30 years, I'm 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 done in the ring. I said, I'm managing now. He goes, Really? I'm like, yeah. Well, that's cool. And I told him, you know, Nina's like, looks at me and I'll get walk up to him. Who was that? I said, I have no clue. I have no clue on earth who he was. You know, I mean, and that happens all the time. And, uh, you know, she's like, can we go anywhere without you being stopped about wrestling? I'm like, sorry, babe, you know. And I told her, I said, did you ever think you would be end up with a midget, a Mexican midget wrestler? That's nationwide known. She goes, no. I said, do you like it? She goes, eh. You know? I mean, it was funny because the first time we did the reality show on Spike TV at Pine Brawlers in 2010, I think it was like the next night we went to McDonald's and I ordered what she wanted, ordered what I wanted and all. And we're we're in the car, and the woman's at the register, first window. She's like, tells me the amount. I give her the money. She goes, thank you. Didn't I see you on TV last night? I'm like, no, I was home. She goes, no. She goes, you're mad, Mac, uh, Max. I'm like, it's pronounced Mex, M-E-X-X. -X. See, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And she's like, wow, that's cool. And Nina's in his passenger side. She goes, babe, look. And I look forward at the second window. There's like four people waist out up to their waist outside the window looking, you know, looking at the car, seeing us pulling up. 
to the second window and the manager there's like freaking out. He goes, dude, can I get your autograph? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. So I pull out my Sharpie. He goes, oh, wow, man, you even got a Sharpie ready. So I sign it and give it to him. He goes, man, it's awesome. Thanks, bro. And uh, it, it, it has its perks, I guess you could say. You know, because, I mean, we went to uh, AT&T at one point in time. We had that as our phone company. And she, I think it was your phone or my phone? I think it was my phone that was messing up. I think so. And we're in there, and I'm standing there with her, and these guys are like. You know, pointing at their, their laptop, you know, their, their computer, and then they're looking at me and the point, they're like, and he was like, babe, like, what? She goes, I think you got a stalker. And I'm like, what? They're like, bad mix? I'm like, yeah. They're like, dude, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, yeah, I live here. They're like, what? Seriously? I was like, yeah, I live here in Central City. And they're like, oh, that's freaking awesome. And they're like, dude, whatever you need, let us know. I'm like, well, man, I need this phone fixed. Don't worry about it, man. We'll take care of it for you. We'll take care of it for you. So we'll do that. And Give it that's it, you know. You can have a little bit. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey. Wait till the others are gone, okay? <laughs> Yeah, so we're over our hour time limit, but before we go, I gotta ask, what type of person is Mad Max behind, off camera? Big Softy. <laughs> it's Big Softy, but here lately. It's because I'm getting old. He's a grumpy old man. <laughs> what was that? He's so a cuddly. Grumpy old man. Oh, Mad Max is cuddly. What gets it cracks me up is my we'll go to do the shows and the wrestlers like here you're doing all this hardcore staple guns to the forehead to your nuts to your tongue, but yet your grandkids are there. You got videos of you dancing with your grandkids and all that <laughs> doing songs on from YouTube from uh what's it, what's her name uh Encanto Encanto. I'm sitting there. I'm starting to sing songs with them. You yeah, know, it, it's addicting. Yeah, it's you know, like working or you know, messing around. And you start humming to yourself, and it's a conscious. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and they do his makeup, and he, they paint his nails, fingernails, and toenails. <laughs> I can't laugh because I have a one-year-old daughter. <laughs> then so you I, know what it's like. <laughs> I, I, I haven't experienced it yet, but I know I am. And yeah, it's good. I, 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 mother to do it. I have had my nails done. I've had my toes done. I've had my hair done. I've had makeovers. I've had makeup all over my face and all. Tell you how smart these my granddaughters are. My oldest one, Emma Joe, she was doing some makeup work. Mm -hmm. Emmy, that one that just stuck her head in there. <laughs> she was doing my makeup. And doing my hair she's like you know putting eyeshadow on me and everything and foundation and rouge putting lipstick on me and i'm sitting there I'm like do i look good 
she took her brush and got up and walked in front of me and looked at me, put her hand on her, her hip. She looked me up and down. She goes, not yet. I'm like, oh my God, these kids. And my, my youngest granddaughter just a few days ago took a nap and she got up and came out of the room. She was all grumpy, everything. I go, look at you. What? You look so beautiful. She looked at me and she goes, you're not. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I'm like, damn, these kids are cold hearted. <laughs> My five-year-old granddaughter has a boyfriend. And they made it official because her boyfriend finally made it official because she told her, he told her, his mother, that yeah, you know, I got, I, you know, I'm with, I'm dating Emma Joe now. You mean he, Emmy? Yeah, he goes, Emmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Emmy now. So he, they made it official. Tell you how these kids are. The kid's mom, his name is Xander. Mm -hmm. and, and Xander's mom, me and her, we talked at, at our granddaughter's was it fourth birthday or fifth? Emma Joe's fifth. Emma Joe's fifth birthday. And she was talking to me and she goes, yeah. She goes, I'll get my son up for school and I'll put his clothes out and he'll choose it and he'll put them on and he'll look in the mirror. He goes, yeah. Emmy would approve of this outfit. They're only five years old, man. And they're already, I'm like, really? I got a one-year-old daughter. It's coming for me. I can't laugh. Dude, you're going to go through it yourself. I guarantee it. Yep. Yep. If you need any advice, just let me me know. <laughs> I've been there and done that. Do you have any places to bury bodies? <laughs> I have family that I don't, I'm not supposed to associate with because of that. <laughs> Okay, that's. Yeah, and, I, mean, bodies. I mean, here we just cut them, throw them in the hog lot. Yeah, that's what <laughs> she's like. No, we don't do nothing like that. We don't torture them or nothing. I'm like, what do you do? She says, oh, we cut them with a razor, let them bleed out, and throw it in the hog lot. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, hogs eat bone and all. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> So remind me never to piss you off, woman. Yeah, I'm like two miles away from my from my in-laws. So I yeah, I gotta be good. Yeah, I have to, especially here. They got a group. Well, they used to have a group here called the Possum Hunters. Mm -hmm. Cops wouldn't have to worry about doing anything or finding anybody or whatever. Mm -mm. They they the people hope to God that police find them first before the possum hunters would. That's how bad these guys were. They just take matters in their own hands, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Yeah. I told this one, I said, you had to be a Latina in the past life, babe. I said, because of the way you are and the way you act with me. And she, she tells me she knows when I get mad. She says, because my accent comes out. 
She said, you sound like Tony Montana. <laughs> That's when you know, die, duck, go to the bomb shelter. Right? Yeah. But all right. Thank you for coming on tonight, both of you. I Not appreciate problem. the laughs. And two weeks, we're going to do that Logan Legit episode. Get more people on that. Because yeah. I know some I'm people. I'm going to let everybody know at the show this Saturday that, you know, I'm going to let them know and I'm going to put it on the WWA is now on Facebook. And I'm going to show, I'm going to copy the, the, the link. Yeah, if you don't see, if you don't have get the link by tomorrow evening, shoot me a message. No problem. Because that, that means I just blanked it. It's gonna be beautiful tomorrow. Kids won't go outside. I was blanket, but I'll try to do that tonight. Actually, matter of fact, you probably got the storm that we just had last night. Yeah, much. Because yeah. I mean, it was bad. I mean, we didn't lose power or nothing. Thank the man above for that. But my granddaughters were scared out of the, out of their mind, and I, I mean, I had a hold hold Emma Jones. She was shaking, so it, it scared the dickens out of them. But hey, they survived. Yeah, yeah. That's it's gonna be one of many storms they'll experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Not a and problem. Two weeks. Go All right. Go. All right. I'll send you that link. Love you, brother. You take care. I love you guys. Take care. Peace.